0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the May KVH podcast. Uh, I'm, it's Lisa here from KVH, and I'm here with Stu Hutchings, our chief executive, who's been here for just over two months now. Welcome,
1: Stu. Thank you. Yep. Hi, everyone.
0: Um, it's been a really busy time. Um, it's basically harvest, and everyone's been out and about. You must feel like you've really gotten into the swing of things over the last few weeks.
1: Yes, it's certainly been um, an incredibly busy time. I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people from within the industry and understand how the industry works with all of its various complex relationships and stakeholders So, uh, and get myself involved in a lot of um, existing and new initiatives. So it's been an exciting time for me.
0: And one of the things that um, has a really big profile at the moment is the MBOVIS biosecurity response. And for those who don't know, Stu has a background at Osprey. So uh, there's a lot of the aspects of that response or MBOVIS or um, I guess biosecurity management and disease management that you are already aware of. And there are some real lessons that um, we can learn as an industry from that response. What are some of the biggest, I guess, priorities that you think we should be looking at?
1: Well, the one that's really become obvious out of this is traceability. So from any disease management programme, the ability to trace where the movement of, in our industry, plant stock in particular, has gone is incredibly important if you do face an incursion or a new disease um, and that you need to understand the risks associated with that. So something I'm really keen to do is, is work on a traceability programme for all of our plant material that is simple, uh, easy to use, easy to understand and has single point of entry so that we can um, have a complete traceability programme.
0: So something that, uh, that growers and in industry can pick up and start using really quickly and really easily?
1: Absolutely. So we're actually beginning a project now where we starting to look at that as as one of the major outcomes.
0: Okay, and um, I guess the start of that is the consultation um, that we started yesterday, which relates to some potential changes that we might make to the um, within-region boundaries and recovery areas, and you could say that that is looking mostly at how we manage the risk and how we equate the different risks for plant movements.
1: Yes, it became very obvious to us that with our KPCS program that we currently have in place, which focuses on nursery-based rootstock material, we have a good standard there that helps us understand the risks associated with movement of that material. However, that actually created some inequities in policy around what was currently going on with budwood and pollen. So what we have determined to do with this consultation is a proposal that we will uh, revoke all of the within recovery regional boundaries, effectively just uh, creating one single large recovery region in the North Island with some geographically isolated components. Part of that is is that we will leave in place the three existing exclusion regions, one in the far north, one at Whangarei and one at the top of the South Island. The ultimate outcome of this is is we also in parallel want to run a review of our KPCS programme so that we can put in risk management processes for all three types of plant material movement. So that's rootstock, budwood and pollen as an outcome for that.
0: Okay, so if if I'm a grower listening to us talking about this now, is there anything that I need to do if I'm looking at where I potentially might be buying my plants?
1: So, um, it, yes, well if you're within uh, the recovery region then you can potentially uh, use any nurseries plant material uh, for accessing plants. Obviously there is those um, currently fully certified nurseries that have uh, PSA free and other non-target organism free uh, status and then um, there is also the um, certified nurseries that have been able to move plant material within regions?
0: Okay, so part of the consultation um, includes us doing quite a lot of work with nurseries and other people within the industry as well. So we really want to hear people's views on it. We've got a lot of information up on our website. There's a detailed consultation paper which gives you a lot of information about what we're doing, why, why we've come to the um, proposed decisions that we have about what we want to talk about and also what we think the next steps might be as the larger pieces of work like Stu mentioned the KPCS review. Um, There's also a really clear map our website that shows you the removal of the boundaries and how the one North Island recovery region is split geographically we've also put together a really simple fact sheet and if you are interested in the types of questions that people have been asking there's uh, a set of Q&A's up on our website as well and like we said the consultation just started yesterday but we will keep adding the common questions that we get to that set as well so you'll always be able to know what types of things people are questioning us about Um, and there's a few weeks to um, have a look at that material contact us if you've got any questions we're more than happy to talk through things with you and it's until Monday the 2nd of July that you're able to send us an email or give us a call with what your views might be
1: Yes, so and then after the end of that consultation period we'll have a look at all of the submissions and if there is uh, to a large degree support for what's being proposed uh, then we would make that effective from Monday the 16th of July. Um, That would mean that any decisions being made by growers um, or nurseries around plant material and planting um, it would mean they were able to do that within this growing season.
0: Perfect. And a uh, really good time to chat to us about this is uh, Field Days. So we'll be in the Zespri tent Wednesday through to Friday next week. Yes. And we'll be doing the lunchtime presentations with NZKGI and Zespri. So please come along and say hello. You've been to Field Days before, Stu? Yes, yeah? I have. Yeah?
1: Yep. Uh, I've been at um well, the last two or three lots of field days in my previous role, but very um, keen to have people come and have a discussion around this or anything else uh, that you wish to talk to KVH about.
0: Perfect. And um, last year the, the lunchtime presentations were really popular so um, and growers did find them useful. So if you get the chance to come along, please do so. Um, So we've had a lot going on in May and Stu and I just thought we'd do a really quick roundup of some of the big activities that have been underway. And I guess one of the major ones That people would have heard about was the Environmental Protection Authority, the EPA, who were running a submission period on the application that was put in to release the samurai wasp or to allow the samurai wasp entry into New Zealand so that it could be used as a tool to combat BMSB if um, we ever actually have an incursion. So KVH has put in a submission on behalf of the kiwifruit industry. Um, We had a lot of support from NZKGI, Zespri, other horticultural industries and growers as well. We had quite a few emails and submissions come into the info mailbox. So thank you very much for that if you sent in your views. Um, And the next step is the EPA are going to be looking at the submissions over the coming weeks. There may be a public hearing where if anybody marks that they would like to attend that, they'll be given that option. And our understanding is that the EPA are looking to make a decision towards mid-August.
1: That's correct. So, and I guess the important thing about this submission is, is that we would only want to apply this as a biological control tool should we get an incursion of brown marmorated stink bug into New Zealand. Um, combining that with selective and targeted use of insecticides is the best chance that we have of potentially being able to manage uh, this pest should it arrive here. Um, as you're all aware, the risk from BMSB is really close to home for us. It's, um, the summer campaign ran until the end of April and we had a lot of calls, about 930 to MPI, which is twice as many as the year before, and uh, over 6.5 million views of our ads. Um, that was
0: a number I was amazed at when I saw that in the report. That's, you know, that's a lot of people seeing the same message again and again and again about the risk posed by BMSB.
1: Yeah, there was more than 200 interception events and and they found over 2,000 bugs over the last season. So um, thankfully it it appears that we managed to prevent um, the incursion of of an amalgamation of these bugs uh, coming into New Zealand. So um, we certainly need to keep uh, a close watch on that, especially for next season.
0: And you would have seen in your latest Kiwi Flyer which is out in the mail now that we've included an insert for our winter BMSB campaign and that's just a little bit more of a focus on homes and the fact that the BMSB does overwinter in nice warm places and overseas there are stories of people who have found themselves invaded with BMSB because it's not just one bug that you'll find in your home it's potentially hundreds or even thousands. So um, with MPI and some of the other horticultural groups we've got some online advertising happening over winter just to make sure the public are well aware of that. One of the team Linda here who's been out and about so you may have seen her on orchards recently has given us a really good reminder about the importance of applying copper after harvest and to make sure that that's done at full winter rates. Um, You can use the PSA risk model that we've got on our website and our recommended product list as well to help make things really easy for you a really quick visual explanation of what you need to do and when now you do need to have a login to use the risk model but if you would like to do that on the website you can otherwise you can just email or ring me here at KVH and I can set that up immediately for you
1: so one of the our reminders that we would like to give everybody is to make sure that we remove all of the unpicked fruit by the first of July Uh, The reason for this is is that there is a risk that unpicked fruit uh, remaining on vines has uh, the ability to increase the amount of wild kiwifruit plants establishing. Um, And if anybody is aware of unpicked fruit still in orchards, if they can let us know and we can follow up on any of those cases.
0: Perfect. Um, And one of the other big pieces of work that the team here have been undertaking um, in May was the submission that we've made to MPI in regards to the actinidia work that they've been doing. So it might be easier for Stu to go into the detail and explain this one a wee bit, but, but we have put forward a submission that really highlights on behalf of the kiwi fruit industry what we see as the importance of managing potential disease risk on this pathway if it's opened up again. So this pathway was closed. So this is the import of plant actinidia plant and plant material which was closed after PSA was found.
1: Yes, that's right. And so while we recognise that there is... Uh, a need and a desire to bring potential new varieties into New Zealand Um, they always can potentially carry uh, pathogen risk with them so KVH has put a submission into MPI around this import health standard uh, just expressing some of the concerns to ensure that we don't inadvertently uh, bring any new disease incursion into New Zealand kiwifruit industry uh, through this pathway. So those submissions have been uh, put into MPI And we have the opportunity shortly to have a discussion with them um, and include other areas, um, Zespri and and NZKGI, um, to support those submissions.
0: Um, We talked about this in the Bulletin three or four times and they were always really popular articles. So if you've got any questions um, or you want any clarification of what we've done so far and what happens next, again, please just give us a call and feel free to have a chat with us about it. Um, Now, you were recently at the launch of Biosecurity New Zealand.
1: Uh, Yes, so MPI have um, created uh, a brand, I guess, around a component, an important component of the work that they do, um, and that's called Biosecurity New Zealand. So it uh, incorporates and amalgamates all of the people involved in the operational side of of biosecurity um, from an MPI perspective, so that's all our border control, uh, all the investigation work. and all of the industry liaison around any uh, biosecurity incursion risks. So it's given us a really good opportunity to uh, work closely with MPI um, and certainly align the work that we're doing around risk scanning and make sure that we're all strategically headed along in the same direction.
0: Excellent. And uh, finally, guys, just a reminder that we have our AGM towards the end of July. It's the same day as the Zespri and NZKGI ones. So it's Thursday, the 26th of July. Ours is at 9am. It's the first one of the day. We'd love to see you there. Do come along. And there will be packs sent out to you uh, probably within the first week of July. And that will include all the details and all the documents for voting, uh, financial reports, and our new annual update as well, where we round up a really good selection of um, stories about the things that we've been doing for you and with you over the last 12 months. Um, It's been a really busy time. (laughs) That's a lot to cover. Um, Thanks for joining me, Stu, and thanks for listening, everyone. Um, As always, please do come and approach us if you see any of the team out and about, or visit our website, kvh.org.nz, if you want information about any of the things we've talked about today.